By now, it's probably no secret I'm a big fan of the apocalyptic writings of the prophets. I've come to realize these particular scriptures will be the theme, the substance of the Holy Spirit's final work in and through the church in preparation for the Lord's return. A voice to Israel and the nations making sense of the unprecedented activities of the Holy Spirit at the end of the age. Hi, everyone. I'm Bill Nordstrom, and welcome to the program today. Our theme for the next few minutes, apocalyptic evangelism. What is it? Some new type of evangelistic effort? Well, yes and no. Yes, in the apostolic sense of the word, an evangelism that includes revelation of the divine mystery. Let me explain the prophetic secrets of the Holy Spirit that have been in plain sight. They're in the Bible. They've been there for ages since the prophets put quill to parchment. A mystery fully foretold, but hidden from saint and sinner alike until its appointed time. Such a time as this. This same mystery is a a revelation of the wisdom of God to be made known to the powers of the air by the apocalyptic church. Yep, that's you and me. Exactly what the Apostle Paul said in Ephesians 3.10, to the intent that now the manifold wisdom of God might be made known by the church to the principalities and the powers in the heavenly places, according to the eternal purpose which he accomplished in Christ Jesus our Lord. But evangelism is is not new, you say, and that's true. It was commissioned by the Godhead from the get-go and validated by Paul as one of the mystery gifts given to the church. You know, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors and teachers. Why? For the equipping of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the building up of the body of Christ. The kind of evangelism I'm speaking of is apocalyptic in its very nature. It's prophetic. It's a prophetic, apocalyptic word. The kind Peter described after he viewed the transfiguration of Christ on the holy mountain. Listen to 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 18. We heard this voice which came from heaven when we were with him, with Jesus, on the holy mountain. And so we have the prophetic word confirmed. Peter recognized something here. He recognized prophecy never came by the will of man, but holy men of God. Holy men of God spoke as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. Do you see that? Peter's making it abundantly clear the prophetic apocalyptic word came from holy men with wisdom from the Holy Spirit. What I'm saying is that one and the same holy word will again be spoken by a a sanctified holy church that will know it's God or strong, a, a people of understanding of the mystery who will instruct many. A people for such a time as this. It's a preaching of the gospel of Jesus Christ that proves itself by its conformity to what was written in the prophets. It's the miracle of fulfilled prophecy, the power of prophecy in evangelism that has been all too neglected. 
Here's Paul in Romans chapter 16. Now to him who's able to establish you, he's telling these Roman Christians, according to my gospel and the preaching of Jesus Christ, according to the revelation of the mystery, kept secret since the world began, but now made manifest, and by the prophetic scriptures made known to all nations according to the commandment of the everlasting God. We often assume the word of the Lord must come from a especially trained, anointed person who begins the prophecy with a, thus saith the Lord. <laughs> Not necessarily. As, as many of you know, prophecy can come in two forms, foretelling and forthtelling. Now, let me explain that. Foretelling is a prediction. It's a forecast. It's an envision. It's a, it's a warning from the Holy Spirit. A foretelling prophecy can be very accurate and worthy of response. But remember, such a prophecy comes through frail, fallible human beings. Forthtelling, on the other hand, is proclaiming in context what the Bible prophets already have spoken. I love to foretell and feel very confident in doing so. I believe it's a very reliable way to proclaim the infallible Word of God. I do it all the time. The Apostle Paul said, I wish you all spoke in tongues, but even more that you prophesied. You know, I like what uh, Mike Bickle, the director of the International House of Prayer in Kansas City, shares with, with his staff every year. He gives them, I believe it is, two thus saith the Lord's a year. <laughs> I believe that'll help you know whether you're hearing the voice of God. And speaking of Bickle, I like what he's often said over the years regarding evangelism. I've heard him say on a number of occasions that the day of stadium Christianity isn't over, that we should be praying the generation of young adults being raised up today that they'll carry their hearts in a continual spirit of intercession and travail in these days, will once again fill stadiums with the masses to call out to God in unusual ways and anointings as we edge ever closer to the birth pains and the labor contractions of a coming kingdom. Hallelujah. Amen to that. I told you we're living in the most exciting times in history. There's a generation that's going to make history in the kingdom of God. We've seen stadium Christianity in the past. Evangelist Billy Graham is said to have preached to more people than anyone in the world. And, and most of that ministry took place in huge stadiums all over the world. The mid part of the last century saw the birth of extraordinary evangelistic and healing crusades, I would take a wild guess that if you're over 50 years of age and have been a believer for many years, you were impacted one way or another by these exceptional evangelistic gatherings. God's going to do it again. This time, the word of the Lord will come from the apocalyptic scriptures in Isaiah, the panoramic visions of Daniel, the revelations given to John, and, and of course, the Olivet Discourse that came from the lips of Jesus himself. Thousands upon thousands gathered into the stands to, to learn how I, too, can be part of this soon-coming kingdom. Amen. Be it so, Lord. Pulpits across the nations will burst forth with 
apostolic proclamation and witness. As those first century Jewish believers, faith grew out of the Old Testament concept of the day of the Lord. The church, the church of the last days, armed and animated by a a restoration of this perspective, will once again prophesy again before many peoples and nations and tongues and kings. It's coming, beloved. God is not a man that he should lie. The word of the Lord will ring loud and clearly throughout the nations, and then the end will come. Let's pray. Father... Oh, Lord, we seek your face in these days. These times are critical. Uh, we, We must set our hearts before you, that you might do a supernatural work in each one of us, that we that we might carry our collective hearts before you in such a way the anointing of your Holy Spirit, your manifest presence, will prepare us with a distinctive voice in the earth so that you will, you, you, Holy Spirit, will woo literally millions into the kingdom in the final days of this age. Lord, only you can do such a work, and and we determine in your grace to set ourselves before you again, Father, for such a time as this. We ask this. We expect it to come, Father. We're anxiously waiting for it to come. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Get ready, church. Our greatest days are before us. I urge you to get these podcasts out there, especially to the young adults in your lives. They must hear, they must understand the prophetic scriptures and the apocalyptic times that are before us. That's the generation we'll see moving in signs and wonders. Amen. God bless each and every one of you. And Maranatha, I'm Bill Nordstrom.